0: Welcome to the Denver's I'm Derek I'm Quinn live from New York Quinn is joining us because really the second worst case scenario for the Denver Nuggets has happened in that uh, Jamal Murray tore his ACL and is out for the foreseeable future the rest of the playoffs the start of next season and I was watching the Avalanche game and sort of following the Nuggets and within the last five minutes of the Nuggets game Warriors game they were coming back so I decided that I was just going to focus on the Nuggets after the abs post game was watching Murray goes in for a basket it looks like he was fouled or something something weird happened and then it becomes very apparent quickly that Murray is very hurt um I texted you the next morning and said I hope you weren't watching the Nuggets game last night and uh and that that was sort of when you found out about the the Murray situation
1: Well, yeah, like, trying to adjust to East Coast time. I was watching the game, um, but I think, like, in the third quarter, I think we know at this point, like, this wasn't going to be a win. Just nothing felt like – I think I decided to turn my brain off after Jermichael Green's um, offensive foul where he just, like, flung the dude. And I was like, this is – this." it feels like a mess. I can't, I had a very early class the next morning. So I just like, yep, we're done. Um, but yeah, so then I missed it. And so like 12 hours, it expired by the time I finally went like, I also knew the, the Nugget subreddit was going to be terrible after a loss. How little I knew how little I knew.
0: Um, so Pretty much right away, I was drawing comparisons to Danilo Gallinari's injury, which I saw in person. I was there too. Yeah, um, and it looked very similar. It was near the uh, it was near the baseline. Um, I don't exactly remember what the play was where Gallinari got hurt. It's not seared into my mind anymore. I've blocked it out. But. I had had the thought the day before watching the Celtics game before their huge collapse, the Nuggets collapse for no reason after the third quarter that this team looked just as good, if not better than that 2013 team that we were like at that level where it was like, this is the highest we've seen the Nuggets perform since that team, at least. Um, I I felt a little bad about that afterwards because the Gallinari Murray injury, you know, the exact same thing happened. You just, can't ever get too high on the nuggets it feels like
1: yeah and I think like the what eight game winning streak after the trade for Gordon it felt a little bit like fool's gold because then like the national media was talking about us like feeling that we're unstoppable but you saw holes in the team through that run in some ways Mm -hmm. but I've always like been a big proponent doesn't matter an ugly win is a win there's no such thing as like moral losses and it was, they just looked like the potential wasn't just like, well, if everything works out right, then they're going to be great. It was more of a, they have potential. Once they just get into the right rhythm, this team is going to be a problem. And I, I don't feel like I jinxed it, but I've thought in like, The last even few years, the Nuggets have dealt with injuries, but we were lucky that we hadn't experienced a season ending injury like Mm -hmm. nothing catastrophic as much as we wish that we had a fully healthy Gary Harris. We just not had the terrible experience of watching your player go down just the way that Jamal did.
0: And I said that it was the second worst thing that could happen because if this was Jokic, I think we would have no hope at all. Um, it was Murray. And I think that that, that's something we should talk about in a minute. Just like what, what does Jokic look like without Murray, but just how has your grieving process been uh, with this <laughs> over the last 24 hours?
1: It's mad interesting, man. Cause I mean, I've subscribed to the like kind of Buddhist philosophy that life is suffering and (laughs) you're only going to invite more the more you try to run away from it. But um, it is interesting. Like I feel even a little bit removed now that I'm in New York, but the job that brought me out here is talking to young people about healthy relationships and abuse. And then like, all of the levels of mindfulness that come with uh, those discussions and I'm really stuck on like talking to young men about our emotions. There was a time yesterday where the Denver Nuggets subreddit might have been the largest online men's help group in the world. The subreddit is over hundred thousand people and there were just so many people expressing their grief and i think there was like one really kind of like salient post where it was like i know i should feel wrong for feeling this gutted by something that ultimately has no impact on my health and well-being but we like you and i especially we have now poured thousands of dollars into this organization as fans to go see the games and outside of like my very personal relationships it is a thing that I like spend more time giving my energy and thought to. So, um, I'd say one like we have every right to feel. This, this is grief. Grief shows up in a lot of different ways, and especially through the pandemic and then through the bubble. Like Jamal Murray, like actually gave hope to some people. Like, and there's a larger conversation about sports, but. The process has just been, like, resigned to the fact that, like, yeah, we we should have known something terrible was going to happen. But still, this is a dude that we've rooted for. This is a young man who's growing into his own. And it just sucks, man.
0: Yeah. Suck. Yesterday was, was hard just in the going quickly from, like, this team might be able to do it this year. And, you know, the window is so small in the NBA where it's like you almost never feel like the team might do it to. What is this going to look like? One story that I'm trying to hold on to is there's this story about the Cubs owner before they won the World Series in 2016 uh, being in in a cab or an Uber and the driver being like, you know, I know that this franchise is all about, like, all of the suffering, all of the heartache since they haven't won in so long, but to me this is all part of the story and someday when you do win it all of these small steps along the way will make that win even bigger and it's like the thing that makes us different from Lakers fans and Celtics fans is that we have this long story and every time they win a championship it's like hitting the reset button like oh we just won it four years ago sure a lot's happened in the last four years but it's our whole lives as Nuggets fans and other than the Rockies the Nuggets have been the most disappointing team in the Denver area. Obviously we're getting rid of the colleges because like the CU discussion is a whole other thing. But, um, you know, there's a lot here where it's like, if we ever win, which I understand is a big if for the Nuggets, but this will be one of the things where it's like, we survived this. Like that, uh, scene in, uh, fever pitch, the movie with, uh, Jimmy Fallon about the Red Sox winning and they have that scene where they're all sitting in the bleachers, just like, Oh, remember all the horrible things that have happened to the Red Sox. That's going to be us someday. Hopefully when we win a championship. Yeah.
1: that's. Thank you for the optimism. Cause I was just thinking about like the Gallinari moment was, I think one of the biggest what if moments in sports, given that it led to the rise of the golden state warriors, which, If you want to read tea leaves, being like, okay. And then Jamal got hurt against the Warriors. Um, But, yeah, it is all a story. And, yeah, I got ahead of my britches because I was thinking about how much money would I realistically be willing to spend on a last-minute ticket back to Denver for the parade if they won. Um, But, yeah, I mean, like, nothing is guaranteed in sports. Certainly nothing is deserved as fans. Um, So I'm just – I'm thankful that we have we have like a player that you can feel so much towards, and the fact that the team is still capable. It's almost like I don't want them to be like if they win the the championship this year, it would just be like, yeah, but Jamal.
0: Oh, like stop! Gonna... This this is ridiculous. <laughs> they if they win the championship, you'll be like. This is so amazing. They somehow won the championship without their second best player. Oh, of course. I Eminem mean, would be a, it might be a 30 for 30. Um, and still, that's, that's the
1: kind of feeling that I'm in in the moment. But
0: um. I mean, I think, you know, uh, the Avs last championship in 2001, they lost Peter Forsberg in the Western Conference finals. He lost his spleen and they still won. And like, it was yeah. sad that Forsberg wasn't there he was still able to appreciate the championship i mean sure jamal's going to be on crutches doing it and that's going to be sad but true
1: one well, he, he still could will the team to victory if he's on the sideline like it's i remember one of our first episodes we're talking about Vance joseph and what does it mean to be a leader of men like i think he does have that it
0: factor um and just, A good thing about it not being the bubble, they had to send Barton and Harris home for the bubble and like they lost that energy on the bench. Murray will be able to be there for this playoff run, which I guess gets us to like, I mean, I think we both are like, they're no longer a top five championship contender. Um, Where are they right now? And I just wanted to start by saying two years ago, Jokic almost got them to the Western Conference final with almost no help. Every now and then, Barton and Murray would show up and help, but it was mainly Jokic the whole time, and then a couple people sort of trying to help along the way. So, should we just count this team out, or Jokic with a better team around him, does he still have a chance to lead them and do some damage in the playoffs?
1: I mean, you just. Well, like looking at our starting five now. Well, like working backwards, you have Jokic, five, Gordon, four, MPJ, three, Barton, two, and then Monte Morris, one. That, I mean, that's still a puncher's chance against a lot of teams. And the Nuggets over the last few years with, um, I was going to say that core, but like with lesser talent has been able to beat the top teams in both conferences in a series. It's hard to say, but we still have the dude who might like Jokic's chances of the MVP might be boosted with this injury. So I don't think they're out of it. It, especially in the aftermath of it, it really just dampens the expectations, the hope, the desire. Yes. I'll still be all in my back and melancholy about it, but (laughs) There's, I mean, Jamal Murray is such an enigma because like without the bubble, without following him the way that as Nuggets fans do, I don't know how much teams would look at any matchup against the Nuggets with Jamal and be like, okay, yeah, there's no way we're going to win. You said, yeah, like this is the second worst thing that could happen. It's still a distant second to the first which is, if we were to lose, have lost Jokic, it would be like, not only try to tank. I don't think we have to worry about it. We're not going to win.
0: <laughs> yeah, it would be, uh, it would be a disaster. I mean, I think, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Like, without Bubble Murray, we're like, we have, we have Will Barton, and then up above Will Barton, we have Murray, who shows up sometimes in these games and does not But he had so many good games in the bubble that that's going to be hard to replace. And, you know, I think Gordon was really good his first few games here. He has not been very good since then. I'm hoping he's going to return to form and really contribute um, on the offensive and defensive end. I think hopefully Porter's three point shots are going to come back. I am of the opinion that the Nuggets should look at their roster right now as a starting four, and then they can rotate everyone else through that and see what happens. They can play Barton at point guard for a while and try to play one of the bigger guys they can play Morris or Compazzo or Dozier. And I think that the big hot take that I would have right now is that I think Dozier is going to be the one that ends up getting those starters minutes by the time we get to the playoffs.
1: Really? (laughs) Like the hate that Barton gets, I think is deserved for PJ because PJ plays like a young Will Barton with half to a quarter of the talent. Um, But in – if, like, Moch loves defense and Dozier, he doesn't play defense very well yet, but he just has the size. So I see what you're saying. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. But –
0: I also wonder if they can maybe sign someone. I know Austin Rivers is out there. There are a couple people that maybe – maybe we don't even have the point guard on our team right now.
1: Maybe – yeah, I don't know. Austin Rivers – he just feels like a solid veteran who does have a shot. Um, but I, was, I think controversial take on um, the other side, it's like, I actually don't feels bad saying it. Um, I don't know if Jamal is our second best player in terms of the emergence of MPJ, who in the past three or four games has had a terrible three point percentage but is still averaging 20 and 10. Like if things click on all cylinders, he's given now a green light for five to seven more shots a game. He's gonna be averaging 30 and 10. Um, and so is it possible that we have Jamal's production in the other players already?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that that's the hope. Obviously, a first-round matchup against the Lakers is going to hurt them if the Lakers are healthy, which I still think is a big if. People are like, yeah. you know, they're all going to be back, but Murray was gone for five games and came back for one game, and now he's gone for good. You know, it's just like injuries don't just end. It's like you slowly get better. I think that, I think that you know, in that, in the reason I said they should have a starting four is then, because of the Lakers' size, are there lineups where you're playing Millsap with the other four players or Green or JaVale and I think that that could be interesting I will say the thing that they did this offseason that has haunted them the most is getting rid of Torrey Craig because you would feel better about this team if Torrey Craig was on it right now and I mean I've said that the whole time the whole time it's like this team would be better with Torrey Craig and there's they still would be better with Torrey Craig
1: yeah and he seems like a guy who's like I mean, he he hasn't been in the league too long, so he's not, like, that veteran presence. But he feels like the type of dude where if you you don't play him because of matchups for three games, then he comes in, he'll still give you, like, what you need. Helpful that you don't want him shooting the ball at all. But, um, yeah, it feels like they were hoping that Dozier would be able to fill that role, and um, he has not – Like the players I'm most annoyed with in the past ten games have been Green and Dozier. Um, And with Dozier, I think it's just like stick to defense. Don't do not for any reason drive to the lane for an for a contested layup. Instead, save those like four steps of energy just to play defense. I don't know. I think the kid's got an edge on him, so he may be able to like lock in. But yeah, Torrey Craig would have been so useful. Uh, Rondé Hollis Jefferson, who got signed by Portland a few weeks ago, I think he also would have been. Yeah, like if we only have space for one player, is it do we need more offense or is it like still do we need a perimeter defender to shore things up?
0: Yeah, and I will say this team where it is right now is better than they were at the beginning of the year, because probably the first 20 games of the season, their second best player was Monte Morris. Like Porter wasn't doing anything. Murray wasn't doing anything. So they're in a better place now, even without Murray than they were to start the season. Yeah. Um, Before we go, what do we think about... I know you don't like that. <laughs> if you could see his face, he's just like, ugh, that sounds horrible. But that's what it was like. It was like Morris was somehow their second best player. Well, yeah, that was, it was
1: heartburn on a couple of things. It's like remembering how stagnant that the team felt at the beginning of the season. Um, and then just like the idea that you're still your second or third best player being out may not be the end of things. All of it just feels weird.
0: Yeah. I think last thing before we go, what are we thinking about Murray and when he comes back from this injury? So Gallinari, he decided to not get surgery after he tore his ACL and rehabbed. And that didn't work. And then he had to get surgery. And so he ended up missing the whole next season and part of the following season. And he has never been the player again we saw in 2013. Conversely, on Monday night, on the other side of the court, Steph Curry looks just as good as he ever has. So what are we thinking about for Murray as far as timetable and how this could affect his game going forward?
1: I think, like, well, the was 2013. That even – oh, shit. Oh, that's maybe cool. Um, (laughs) That with eight years of technological development in the field of ACL reconstruction – I don't think it, I mean, you can never speak to like what happens with a year lost, but I think Murray can bounce back and still become the player that we've been waiting to see. Like, I think he can definitely get back to his current production, but I think we're still holding out to see the like 25, 5, and 7 Murray, um, the all-star that we're waiting to see. I think he can still get there. The tough part is then just in terms of um, contracts with Jokic and Gordon and Porter, we're going to have to start paying people just in time for him to come back. And so, like, this was our great window to get back to the Western Conference Finals if not get out of the West and into the finals next year, then you just don't know. Like this really feels like, okay, every single year, the nuggets have gotten better this year. That expectation is gone. And then just Murray's development is tied to who's on the team with him. Mm -hmm. So that's going to be the big question mark.
0: If they lose in the first round, do you think they need to think about constructing this team without Murray and then being like, this is a nice piece to put back in when he gets there?
1: Oof. Oof. I mean, it's tough because like, constructing the team without Murray, who is out there in free agency? Who do we like have the money to spend on? Because really, like, we're kind of just treading water until we get Porter signed to a long-term deal. Mm-hmm. I think if there's a question of do you re-sign Gordon, and what does he really stand to make? Because um, I don't, I don't see any world where he stays on the team and he gets a better contract than he's currently on. So yeah, that's tough. But yeah, I mean, you can't make choices out of uncertainty, and so I just wouldn't feel comfortable if the Nuggets made no moves in hopes that Murray comes back to form.
0: Yeah, I think the one thing that I would look at, which I still kind of wish they would have done last year, is if Phoenix loses in the first round, Chris Paul is a free agent. And that is still something that I feel like he could really add to this team, at least in the short term.
1: Yeah, I mean, Chris Chris Paul is probably one of the least celebrated players in the league currently. He is so good at making teams better. I think... I'd have to do some research on who are veteran point guards who are becoming available, but...
0: Because the Nuggets are so good at picking those veteran point guards. Like, if you are going to say, what's the weakness of the Nuggets? Veteran point guards has been their weakness for, like... Well, you telling me, Devin Harris didn't make
1: the team better?
0: Just every year, here's our veteran point guard. Um, Yeah, but I, I think you're right. Like, it's hard to say, but it's something that... It's so hard because... I mean, we all knew injuries was the biggest threat to this team. Like even, you know, I think the the Lakers might be second, but injuries were first. And it's so, I mean, it is for all teams. I mean, that's, you know, with the other championship contender, the Colorado Avalanche are one injury away from being in this exact position with Philip Grubauer. So we just like, injuries are always a thing. You have to get lucky and you have to be good. The luck seems really unfair right now for Murray, but I... I I mean, this is always the thing you have to you have to be able to be healthy.
1: Yeah, well, that's like with both him and Jokic. They had been healthy. Well, even then, Murray wasn't healthy, but it was he was durable for so long. And like now, looking back, is it wear and tear or was it just a freak accident? But I mean, he was out with knee soreness for four games to come back to then rupture his other knee um yeah it sucks man but I I would say like in closing there's still things to look forward to I'm still excited to see how Gordon and Jokic can play and just to see like really what is the ceiling on MPJ Mm -hmm. he shot terribly from three but was still able to almost shoot 50% and score 24 points on good efficiency and get 10 rebounds. Like, especially there was a play where he led the fast break and drove to the rim for a contested layup. Mm -hmm. Like, that was the most complete play I think he's had. Like, of course, he's going to be able to sink those, like, tough shots in his face, but for him to be able to have the handles, to be able to drive strong enough to get through the contact that is really exciting, and tonight at ten o'clock when the game starts for me, that's what I'm going to try to stay up to watch is to see how, like with mental toughness, how does how do Porter and Gordon react to this?
0: Yeah, I think that that it's going to be interesting to see. I think you know the main thing is just like how can we make sure that Jokic can do as much as he can and stay healthy, and we'll see. But it's been it's been a rough. A rough blow to the Nuggets. Uh, we, will, we will return in the future again to talk about these Denver Nuggets. Uh, for now, I'm Derek.
1: I'm Quinn.
0: See ya. Peace.